We're invisible. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to. Welcome I guess to it's Christmas. Christmas. Welcome to Christmas. Oh, I'm really excited for when we phase in. <laughs> hey, oh. Yay! The Merry snap worked. Christmas. We're like Santa. We can uh -huh. just do things. We have like a torch fireplace right here. What is that? <laughs> why is it like? Wait, which way um, are we going? I'm that's one fireplace you don't want Santa coming down. Hello, <laughs> <What>? everyone. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Lunch Plus broadcast. We have Welcome. a Christmassy background. We do, guys. Countdown, there's 45 days left until Christmas. That kind of sounds like a lot, but I, it's, <laughs> it it's, it's not. Lot. It's just, we're, we're close, guys. Mom said, wow, it's magical. <laughs> I'm assuming she's talking about when we just appeared. <laughs> no. That was very that magical. Was, that was great. All right, well, guys, welcome to the Lunch Plus broadcast. Yeah. Uh, curious, put in the comments. First, put in the comments, say hello, and where you're watching from. But along with that, put, is it too early to listen to Christmas music or is or not? Bear, uh, Bear just said yes. It depends if it's my favorites. If it's my favorites, I'll listen to those. But like if it's like know. random Christmas music, um, I have to like it. I have to really like the songs. I got you. Yeah. I yes. Baird says, yes, it is. She says, yes, it is a good time to listen to Christmas music. I can wait. I she said, I can wait until... Mid-December. Uh, interesting. Priscilla said I start listening in September. <laughs> That's like two months. I ago. would much rather I would much rather put Christmas decorations up than listen to Christmas music though. Like mm. I love I could have Christmas decorations up all year long. That's true. Like because they're so pretty and the lights are so relaxing and like it's just it's great. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, guys, we have an awesome broadcast for you today. Yeah. Great broadcast for you today. Here's what's coming up today. On Lunch Plus, first we have who would win in a fight? We have some really good matchups uh, today, and it's going to be Barrett and Marky in it. It's going to be a yeah, lot of fun. It is. I'm excited. Yeah, it is. After that, we're going to have a time of prayer, followed by Word Sneak. Word uh, Sneak. Oh, <laughs> that was so bad. Interesting. It was, was. I don't know. what just came out of my mouth. <laughs> you okay. sounded like a, a teenage boy. <laughs> <laughs> experiencing puberty. After that, we have What's the Word? It's going to be a great day. We have Dr. Richard Moore today. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you can bring it back to us so you can see Marky's offended face. Oh, did you hear that roast? He said I sounded like a teenage boy going through puberty. Did you hear your voice? It just word snake? That's basically what just happened. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was such a roast. Uh, what a great time. Yes. What a great time we had. Uh, we have a couple people saying it's not too early to listen to Christmas music. Yes, uh, Julie loves the set. She thinks it looks great. Oh, thank you. Pa Pam, uh, watching from Florida, I believe, uh, said too soon for me. Need Thanksgiving first, oh. which is understandable. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, guys, it's family chat time. Yes, it is. It's definitely we've gone there. We've gone family chat already. Right. Like we we did, we went into family zone. In That's this true. conversation. <laughs> That's true. So we got some questions that Baird's put together yes. that are, the, the images are Christmas themed, whether the questions are Christmas themed or not. One of them is. One of them is Christmas <laughs> themed. That's partly because I decided today to put a Christmas background. <laughs> so let's jump into our first question of the day. Yes. Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that crack in my voice? I did not. <laughs> Will we need to brush our teeth in heaven? What a Christmassy question. Will we need to brush our teeth in heaven? See, 
<laughs> Wait, hold on. Eo says, normally it would be too early for Christmas music, but this year, Abigail and I decided it's okay to start early, because, you know, 2020. Um, so, yes, thank you. Robert says, that fire looks crazy. Uh, <laughs> It's very warm in here. Right? <laughs> it's like a jet engine, <laughs> like in a fire. So, uh, when it comes to well, we need to brush our teeth in heaven. By that point, we will have glorified bodies, correct? Which means glorified teeth, shiny, pearly whites. Um, but do we like eat in heaven? Like we do, right? We do eat in heaven, but I, I'm pretty sure our glorified bodies probably have some kind of special bacteria that'll just push the <laughs> push push the food out from the the cracks in our teeth. There, you never know what what you know will happen with our glorified bodies. Mom says wow. um, probably not. Robert says no decay. So you know, yeah, oh, there's no gingivitis in heaven. There's no decay. Yeah, there's no so. sickness. There's no teeth sickness. <laughs> yes, no, no tooth sickness. Uh, Eo says no teeth brushing. Where did you get this question, Barrett? This is the real question. Her head huh? or Jesus? Did Jesus, Jesus in her? <laughs> what an interesting question. Barrett says, what about the people who love brushing their teeth, like Marky? I, it's, it's not that I love it. It's just I have this thing where I have to brush my teeth for like five minutes. Oh. <laughs> I know it's probably not good for my enamel, but I'm like, yeah, I, have I, to, I have to clean them. So. Okay, maybe you just need like a better toothbrush. <laughs> I actually killed my, my, I had an Oral-B one and it died. <laughs> what an interesting conversation. Uh, five, are you, wait, so when you say five minutes, is that just like, I'm just exaggerating. It's really just like maybe a minute and a half. No, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I have really? to. I have to put. I have to reapply toothpaste like three times. <laughs> what? Okay. So Welcome, I don't know. Welcome, guys. Maybe... So you're getting to know me a little bit. There you go. Um, Robert says, "Aren't we always full? So no eating." Well, it, the Bible does talk about feasts in heaven. We will be having a feast. So, um, and come on, we all know that there's going to be bacon in heaven because you can't have heaven yeah. without bacon, right? Yep. Well, I'm sure you can, but you know, because you have Jesus, but. Bacon is also good. Baird yes. says and tacos. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I'm 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 excited about having bacon in heaven. <gasps> oh, hi Hannah. Hannah, I just, Hannah was my roommate. She <laughs> this is perfect. She's on right now. She said, "Marky takes so long to brush her teeth. I can attest." <laughs> I lived with Hannah for like a I don't know, like a year or something. E so she knows. Eo says, "Marky tried to brush her throat." <laughs> 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 All right. Well, th see, this question sparked a lot of really interesting conversation. Again, the question is, well, you have to brush your teeth in heaven. Oh, I forgot uh, what the question was. <laughs> it was just just bringing us back to where me. we were. Uh, the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I think I we have a question not. number two. Yeah, I let's think jump into question do. number two. <laughs> what is our question? What is the best <laughs> dinosaur? So Christmassy, these questions today. What is the best dinosaur? Oh my god! Um, I think we can all agree. Well, I, I discovered yesterday that we can't, I can't open with that because whenever I say that, no one agrees. Um, but I would say it's the Apatosaurus. The Apatosaurus is the best What is that? Is I don't dinosaur. remember what that is. It's the one with the long <laughs> neck. 
The, the like long, like little foot, huh? long neck, whatever it is. Like the, I, I the believe, one, the, I believe the, that's the, the real, a pot, real, I thought it was something else. Okay, uh, Johnny says T-Rex, Barrett says Triceratops, William said probably the big scaly one with claws. <laughs> um, Kevin. Apatosaurus, you can kind of see the image. Oh, what is that? It's a dinosaur. That doesn't look, that's like. That's. Ah, it's a good one. Okay. Um, I'm seeing a lot of T-Rex. Oh, uh, Kevin says Leviathan. Priscilla and I are on the same page. Uh, Kevin Buck says Triceratops. Becca says T-Rex. Those things are beasts. <laughs> um, Robert says Raptors. Um, fun fact, did you know the Raptors are actually the size of chickens? Um, yeah. No, uh, they're not. Not in Jurassic not Park. Not in Jurassic Park. No, they're not. But, you know, in real life, they're the size of chickens. No, uh, Mom they. says the Stegosaurus. I used... Mom, do you remember that toy Stegosaurus I had that had like a little piece of flesh that would come out and you'd see its uh, bones? That was cool. Um, George says Brontosaurus was my favorite growing up. Um, now, would this change if you guys had to be around the dinosaurs? Because I feel like everyone that's saying T-Rex right now, it would change. Like, if, if you had to be dropped off in with them right now, you'd be wanting those long necks, right? Sure, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Robert says raptors that eat bacon. That's <laughs> a good distinction. Neck. Pastor Nicole says Dino from the Flintstones. <laughs> He's a good dinosaur. Um, Barrett says if only desi designers, <laughs> if only dinosaurs were real. I think she's trying to strike a chord. Um, Robert says I owned a few chickens. Oh, <laughs> I thought he was saying raptors. Um, oh, Julie says any herb uh, herbivores. Herbivores or herbivores? Herbivores. 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 They're not her Do you herbivores. call them? Oh, they're called herbs, not herbs. Oh, <laughs> I, I Hannah said the one that flies. I can't think of the name. That's a, it's pterodactyl. a pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> William said I'd take anything from the land before time. Oh, yes, that was my show. What was the one? What was the the brute guy that had like the 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 club tail? I forget uh, what. That's a Spinosaurus. Spike. His name was Spike. Spike. I just don't remember what. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, Mom said, "Do the dinosaur stomp." So what the, is that? Did, do it. Did you guys Please. do well, it? Did you guys ever read the children's book Saturday Night at the Dinosaur Stomp? No. It was one that we uh, read all the time growing up. My mom would actually rap it because it was like a po It was kind of like a poetry book. My mom would rap it to us, and it was great. I, I remember. Your mom the would rap it. Yeah, she Whoa. would rap it. So may maybe she can make a recording of it and send it in, and we can oh. play it. I only remember the first two pages of the book, and um. it goes a little bit like this. <clears throat> Word went out across the prehistoric slime. Hey, dinosaurs, it's rock and roll time. So slick back your scales and get ready to romp on Saturday night at the Dinosaur Stomp. Oh, I think Luke would like that. Yeah, it's a great children's book. I hope you can hear it. That's not a, cl that's not a track. That's actually the audience here clapping. <laughs> They're real people. All right, next question. Let's jump. Let's do one more question today. Maybe it's a Christmas one. Nope. <laughs> what is the what worst, is the worst soda? soda? <laughs> Moxie. That's a main. Thing. That's a main. Thing. I haven't tried the Moxie that you got. Have you had Moxie? No. Has anyone else had? Has anybody else had Moxie in the comments? If you have, please let me know because it's a main soda and it's awful. It tastes like medicine and it's from like it's like a hundred years old. It's from the 1880s. It's from the 18, yeah, 1800s, 1880s. Root beer? 
Uh, cream soda. Uh, root beer is awful, Johnny. Grape. Oh, Hannah said Moxie. Hannah, had you you had Mo you had Moxie, right? Okay, Hannah, what does Moxie taste like to you? Explain what you think it tastes like. Um, so Robert says grape soda. Baird says cream soda. Cream soda by itself isn't good, but like if you get like orange cream soda, that's good. Like other kinds of cream soda, I I think are good. Um, oh, these are coming quick. They are. Uh, Lester Fixins Ranch <laughs> Soda says William Aldridge. Becca said that pickle soda that that's from Nicole likes. It's, it's called the Witch Doctor. Uh, it's the from what from the Whataburger. Whataburger. From Whataburger, yeah. Um, oh, George said Moxie's good, Marky. Robert says wow. diet anything. Amen. Uh, Julie says club soda. Oh um, yeah. Someone says jolt. I can agree with club soda. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, not really. It's a soda. not soda. No. Um, George Nauer says RC cola is bad. <laughs> really, it's like a classic. I feel like I've seen it so much, but I don't know if I've ever drank it. Yeah. Does it? It doesn't taste like Coke. It's it's no. Supposed to, I think. It's, is it supposed to taste like Coke? It's like Coke and dishwater. It's Coke and Coke dishwater. Now I want to try it. Okay. Mm. Okay, so I would probably have to say. Um, I've had bacon soda, not baking soda, but bacon, bacon. soda. <laughs> oh. That was not good. Huh? Oh, Hannah had a solid description. Okay, Hannah said Moxie is like off-brand Pepsi with way too much syrup and maybe a touch of medicine. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> Barrett's saying that's valid. Barrett's from Maine, too. Natalie says seltzer water and Oh, we got a Dr. Dr. Pepper dish. <laughs> This broadcast is brought to you not by a paid partner. <laughs> it's brought to you by Dr. Pepper. Because I like Dr. Pepper. I like, I like Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper's one of my favorite sodas. No offense, Natalie. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what a fun introduction to our broadcast. Yeah, today. Very random. We discovered that Marky takes uh, five minutes to drink or to eat or to brush teeth. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's just let's just move on. All right. Well, anyway, guys, thank you for joining. By the way, timeout. We just reached our hundredth commenter. Yes, Hannah. we did. Hannah was our hundredth commenter. Oh, Hannah. Well done, Hannah. You know what that means? You get a gift card on us. Oh, yay! Well done. We reached hundred comments before. We even yeah, got to our first segment. What yeah, honor. that's what happens when you mix Christmas and dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, well, guys, now we're just going to take a, a second. And, guys, take a second to like, share the broadcast. Yes. Uh, please do it. we got a powerful word for you today. Yep, we um, do. But before we get into that, we have, we're going to be jumping into our first segment of the day, Who Would Win in a Fight? So take these next couple seconds, like, and share the broadcast, and we'll see you right there for Who Would Win in a Fight.
welcome to Lunch Plus. Yes. 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 You're wearing blue and I'm wearing pink. I and know. the background's kind of not matching, but almost. But it's contrast. I'm glad you're not on the blue side. Me too. Yes. I yes. bet. Did you do it on purpose? I do you on did. purpose. You, you're good at stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hopefully you stuck around through that 30 seconds. <laughs> we are so excited to have you on. Here's what's in store for you starting right now. Yes. We are about to hop into our very first segment, Who Would Win in a Fight, followed by Prayer. And then after Prayer, we're going to move into Word Sneak, followed by What's the Word? And we've got Dr. Richard back with us today with Pastor Brian. It's going to be a powerful word. But first, Who Would Win in a Fight? Okay, so Marky and I... Sorry, let's bring down my water. <laughs> it's okay. Marky and I have been like this all morning. Like, we have. <laughs> it's been really fun. So we decided it was the gift that kept on giving, and yes. we're giving it to you today. <laughs> Buddy has made us some debate type things, yes. and we need your help. These are we the do. world's most <laughs> important matchups, yes. and we need There's the popular vote of our viewers to yeah. decide who would win in a fight. Yes. Yeah. We, we, I think we know one of them, but one of them is a surprise, so yes. we won't even, it's going to be a surprise, so we're going to have to figure it out on the spot. Exciting. Exciting. <laughs> Let's put up the first one. <laughs> I have no idea which side. We, we don't know who we're for either. I don't know either. Yeah. What, what the, am I about to debate? The anticipation know. is mounting. Duh. Oh, oh yay. Did you say yay? Yeah, I wanted mine. Really? Yeah. Okay, so this has started. This has really <laughs> begun. Wow. You actually wanted to be Burger King. I did, because I feel like the really? Burger King is shady. Like, I feel like he's <laughs> the one that would, like, knife you as you're walking down the alley. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's, he's a little bit, he has, he's a little bit more street smart. Like, mm -hmm. he, he's in the locations mm -hmm. of a little bit, of, he's a little deeper in the streets. Yeah. yeah. And he, he's seen he's some things. He's <laughs> Yes, I can see that. Yeah. Deeper in the deeper. streets. trying to say in a way that's not, like, super offensive. He's he knows deep. the streets. He's deeper in the streets. <laughs> yes. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I'm like now debating your side. Well, the Burger King, like, have you ever looked at him? He's a weirdly proportioned dude. Like, his yes. head is humongous. Yet yes. somehow he's able to balance himself and yeah. not get knocked off balance, which means he's got some solid agility, but then he's also able to, like, whip his head around and yeah. club somebody with it. So I feel like Burger King King's got an uh, advantage. Okay. okay, so at this point, Burger King sounds like it has a little bit of an advantage. It's I true. need you guys to comment now and help me, help me, help me debate why Ronald McDonald would win in a fight. Yours is the one that um, hides in like the sewers, like, <laughs> <laughs> like the memes, like the <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, as far as like balancing things, though, his feet are like the size of like a two by four, though. They're like they're so big. So like you, I feel like he has to he has to balance when he's walking. Uh, like Bumper from Bambi. <laughs> yes. Oh, Kevin said Ronald McDonald rolls with a posy. I don't know what that means. No. Nope. I don't. Posse. I don't. Posse. Oh, there was an E. So the O said its name. 
William Aldridge says Burger King is a straight-up king. Ronald's head of government is named Mayor McCheese. I think this one is a landslide. <laughs> um, Buddy wants to know if we've ever heard of a phobia of kings or of clowns. Phobia of kings? Um, I think he's trying to like help you with this and say that people are more scared oh. of clowns than kings. Are you helping me? Oh, thank you. Yes. Yes. But kings are the ones that get their people beheaded. Like, I feel like the Burger King is the godfather, and he's got, like, minions underlords to do his bidding Have for him. Have you seen people's reaction to clowns, though? There is some fear that strikes them. That it's will true. strike people down. And that sounds kind of demonic, so it's not, it's not working for me. It's just, it's not, I give up, but it's not working for me. I'm just, <laughs> that was, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to be the bad side. <laughs> I don't want to be the bad side. <laughs> okay, who do you think is going to win, Burger King or, or Ronald McDonald? Um, Victoria says, yeah, I can't pick either. I think they're both weird. <laughs> That's yep. true. That's true. Uh, Johnny says, every king has a clown in his court. Kevin says, Burger King wins. Buddy says he votes for Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders had Jesus, so... Solid vote. Priscilla says, Team Burger King, Burger King. Becca sided with you, Ronald, uh, because he could sick his whole circus crew on somebody. She's, she, she didn't side with my argument, though. She, she had a, with you. She had a new argument. She was mine helping. wasn't working. No, she was just helping. Yeah. She was just Thank there. Um, William says, the statues of Ronald are absolutely terrifying. The cold, dead eyes of a burger clown would strike down every foe. That's a great one. Um, I think Burger King won. Yes, it did. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say confidently Burger King won. But I'm ready to move to the next one because this is the surprise. Oh, yeah, we don't know what it is. Okay, we're going to do the next one. Here we go. Okay. I, I'm excited. What I'm nervous, it? but I'm excited. Dun, 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 dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking anything. The color pink or the color blue. <laughs> when we give Buddy parameters of what to do. <laughs> do you see this? Do you see this? <laughs> I'm wearing pink, though. I, I have to say why blue is better, yep. and you're wearing the blue shirt. That, that is the situation that we oh find ourselves in. Oh, my gosh. In. This was messing with my head. Okay. Oh. Wow. <clears throat> okay. Wow. Go for it. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> Blue is better because it's the color of the sky, and why it would win, um, I don't know. <laughs> why would pink win? I'm curious. I don't think it would win. I think blue would win. Blue, would win. <laughs> blue is more manly and masculine. And blue is God's color. Pastor's uh, done multiple sermons on the fact that blue... But pink is a variation of red. I like that red. we just switched which side we're on. We're like, it's bump it. We're not... Oh, I switched. I didn't mean to... <laughs> I switched, okay, I'm, I, I was going to say the pink is a variation of red, and red is the color of the blood of Jesus. Red is important, yes. But since we're talking about pink. <laughs> <laughs> said, but since we're talking about pink. Um, let's see what our people in the comments yeah. are saying. Robert says blue for days. Johnny says blue, blue is biblical. Prilla says, God used blue to make, uh, to make many colors as it's a primary color. I don't know why that sentence was hard for me in my brain, but it was. Kevin says, blue transcends deeper through the color spectrum. 
<laughs> yep, science is good. Um, William says, I'm wearing both, so I'm torn. <laughs> what are you wearing that has pink? And <laughs> George says, team blue. Victoria says, blue is my favorite color. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, I mean, the color pink is nice. Um, it's, it's bright, it's, it's feminine, but also masculine for the men who are wearing it. It's a warm <laughs> tone. In it's this good. moment, in this room, I'm currently looking at three people <laughs> with blue shirts on. Three. I'm the only one wearing pink. It's true. I just looked at Bunny to see if I was wearing <laughs> pink in that. Um, <clears throat> Julie says, pink is cheerful and fun, but I like both. I feel like pink is the happy color that frolics in the wildflowers, and blue is the one that, like, Buddy just put up a dissertation. <laughs> he did. What in the world? Wow, that's a big <laughs> comment. Did you type that or copy and paste that? He's not saying. I think he copy and pasted it. <gasps> Pastor Nicole says, put them together and make purple. Oh. Unity is oh. biblical. Purple is Pastor Nicole's favorite color. Oh. That's nice. Team both. <clears throat> well, this was a. Buddy said, I Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want you to talk like that version of Buddy for the rest of the day. I Google it. <laughs> I like that you're just on now. Buddy's like, I'm taking control. I would control. Just like to clarify. I typed in Googled four times, and it auto-corrected it back to Google. Every time I, like, forget it, I sent it. So, like... Just wanted to clarify. Just wanted to clarify. He's verifying the struggle of typing Googled. Oh my god. I like that he felt so strongly <laughs> that he got up to walk into the shot. You know what, though? This is for roasting me at the beginning and saying that my voice sounded like a boy going through puberty. This is what this is. Yes. Pastor Brian says there's way too much estrogen in this fight. Because <laughs> it's very, very nice. Is that why? Like. Blue's great. I'm not even on Team Blue. Pink is the best. You're on pink. <laughs> I think so. Oh yeah, yep. you're on pink. <laughs> pink is awesome. It just flipped. Pink looks like a sunrise, and sunrise is God's goodness bursting forth in the morning. You see pink before you see blue in the sky. But blue is Boom. there for the rest of the day, and blue is the color of the ocean, the world. The entire world is covered in blue. Not the entire world, green. Like covered, but like the oceans, <laughs> like most of it. Most of it is blue, and then the sky, everything is blue. But was blue enough? No. In the ocean, he needed to make fish. And you know what color fish are? Silver. Pink. Not all fish, there's most, pink fish. Most, your, there's orange most. fish. There's one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Okay, we need to be done. Blue, and like, yeah, blue, yeah. Ooh, okay. Um, what one? Blue did. Blue There's one? There's not okay. a contest. Blue one? Blue okay. one. Good job. Thanks! I didn't even fight for it. You did. <laughs> Thanks. It's all good. Well, that was that. That was that. I <laughs> hope you still love us. Yes. Buddy says he votes pink as a pity vote. That's good. <laughs> I put as a pity vote. He did not. Um, Pastor Brian says, you guys are like, yay, let's just join sides and be purple. It's, <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> but you know, there was no violence today. I like moments where we're unified. Yes. Typically, the questions at Family Chat are so polarizing. I like when it's happy. Yes. So. It's very happy today. It's true. Very. Okay. We're <laughs> and unicorns and rainbows. We have to be done with this. I'm. I'm. We're all done. We're done with this time. It's prayer time because we need it. Rachel says this feels awkward now. So I goodbye. It's like, done. <laughs> so now it's time for prayer. Amen. Um, God is so good and he's fun. You know, I know that it looks like we're just laughing and being silly, but God is the God of joy. He's the God who strengthens his people by pouring out the oil of joy. That's who he is. So laugh. Today should be a day of laughter for you and of joy for you. He is strong. He's mighty. And the way that he strengthens us is through joy, not through toil, but through joy and happiness. He's so good. <sighs> I love him. Let's put up our confessions. It, those of you who have watched the show, we have a series of confessions that we go through here on the broadcast where we speak the word of God because the Lord tells us that we create the same way that he creates. And how did he create? He spoke. And so we're going to speak some things out today and we're going to see the will of God manifest. So let's put up confession number three and join your voice with mine. Say this with me. We have divine health in our bodies now, and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. You know what helps with healing? the word and a merry heart. The Bible tells us in Proverbs that a merry heart does good like medicine. So laughter, joy, those are things that God's designed to get his medicine to you. And I tell you what, laughing is way better than Robitussin or whatever other nasty medicine tastes disgusting. It's so much better to laugh and be in the word and in the presence of God than needing to chug down pills and nasty syrups and blech. God is good. And so today, let's just take the next few minutes and enter into the presence of God and just be in joy. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your joy. God, we praise you. We give you glory and honor. What a God. <laughs> thank you, Lord, that we, <laughs> you don't make us better by having to drink cherry cough syrup. You make us better with the word. You've made us better by the blood of Jesus. You've made us better by the stripes that he took. We were healed. Thank you, God, that healing is ours now. 
We're not waiting on it. We're not waiting for you. We step into your will right now. Your will is we are the healed of the Lord. It's who we already are. So we put on who we already are. I call every symptom in the name of Jesus that's trying to come against our viewers today in Jesus mighty name. Symptoms be gone now in Jesus name healing manifests now in their bodies. And God, we thank you. <laughs> thank you that you're fun. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joy. Your word tells us that you've given us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that God, you sit in the heavens and laugh. So as it is in heaven, so be it here in the earth. We're going to laugh here in this earth like you laugh in heaven. Ha, ha, ha. There is no sickness, no disease, no curse that is allowed to be on the people that you purchase through the blood of Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. We thank you, Lord, that every deception, every wickedness, every lying tongue be exposed now in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, for it. Thank you that you are true. Your word is true and let every man be a liar. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you that we can put faith in your word. Thank you that we can rest in you knowing that the word works. And today we work the word because the word is coming alive to us today. We thank you, God, that you are giving us a word that's going to take us into a new revelation of your goodness and your love. Thank you that the word becomes alive to us today. It moves past head knowledge and into rhema. Lord, we thank you for it. We give you praise and glory. What a God. What a Savior. Thank you. We're thankful for you. We praise God for Jesus. Jesus, we love you. We love you. Thank you for this broadcast. Prepare every heart now for the seed of the word. Let hearts be prepared. Let say, just say this with me too. Say, I'm expecting God things today in my life now. Amen. Well, that was prayer. We're going to hand it over to Buddy and Kevin, and they're going to do word sneak, and it's going to be a good one, and we love y'all. I'm going to hand it over to the guys because there's been too much estrogen on screen for too long. So it's time for testosterone. See ya. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> pastor's off to the side, just like kind of beatboxing under his breath, and it was just kind of throwing me off guard a little bit. All right, well, guys, welcome to Word Snake. It was really good, though. It's like run pastor DMC. <laughs> it was really good. Well, guys, welcome to Word Snake. This is the show where we basically have, in, we try to have as casual as a uh, as. Um, you know, as casual of a conversation as possible. Cordial. Cordial. That's say. the word. That's the word I was looking for. I couldn't think of the word. Basically, we're trying to have a cordial conversation right. Right. while sneaking in words yeah. that are usually never a part of a cordial conversation. Right. All right. And Barrett has a bunch of words. We have no idea what these words are right, right. now. 
Right. Um, but we're going to have to try to slip them into a conversation mm-hmm. um, and, and make it natural. We can Amen. Do it. We can do it. <laughs> Amen. Well, this is, this is going to be fun. This is like a game of wits. A game of wits. Wits. Yeah, so. Which is like wits with an H. Yeah, let's, let's, oh wait, there's no H in wit. I just realized that. I was going to say we have to figure out who's the most witty. Oh, that's definitely you. <laughs> oh, how sweet. Well, anyway, uh, who, who starts this conversation? Uh, I Mr. think I Kevin? do. All right. Can you, we're talking about boy bands. Uh, talking boy about bands. Boy bands right? Well, I would just like to say that Kevin intentionally chose that he wanted the pink cards just, I mean, that's, I just wanted to let you know that. <laughs> that's all. Okay. Okay, Kevin, go first with your... What just happened there? All right, so remake. remind me, do I flip from the bottom or from the top? Help me out. You start from the bottom. From the bottom. Okay, that's what I was thinking. All right, you ready? Here we go. Uh, so boy bands are fun. Um, <laughs> yes, and they are. <clears throat> one of them from my time uh, was uh, the, uh, yeah, the New Kids on the Block. Oh. And they were from Boston. And Boston? From Boston, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, and uh, one of them uh, was uh, Donnie Wahlberg. And, and little known fact, Donnie Wahlberg was a big, huge fan of mac and cheese. And really? his brother, yeah, and his brother Marky, uh, they, they have a restaurant together. And, Mark- they, and he, Marky Mark. Yeah. Marky Mark Wahlberg, huh? I'm still getting over the fact that Mark Wahlberg and Donnie Wahlberg, you know, the Were big boy tough band. guy yeah. from, you know, they were new from kids. Blue Bloods, you yeah. know, is, was in a boy band. I still can't get over that. Um, you know who my favorite boy band is? Well, they're not necessarily a band. They're more of like a man troupe. Oh. As the Ghostbusters. You, the Ghostbusters are such a boy band. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, who are you going to call? I mean, who, who came up with that song? The Ghostbusters did. Right. You know, uh, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's a boy band, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. And... Um, did oh, one of the uh, one of the ghosts that the Ghostbusters uh, brought in, um, he, what was he called? Slimer. Uh, he's sure. actually a distant cousin to Norwal the uh, whale. I didn't know if you knew that. From, from Elf, yeah. or just narwhals in general? Just in in general. <laughs> okay, so he's a deceased narwhal. I guess. Yeah, yeah, you didn't know? No, yeah, I, did, totally. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know. a slimy deceased nor- narwhal. Yeah. Oh, well, y- you know narwhals exist. I actually always thought that they were fake, and I'm not lying. Just for those of you who thought narwhals, you know, the giant whales that have a tusk, you know, protruding out of their skull, like they actually exist. But you know, they they are usually they usually swim deep in the Arctic. You can only see them through a telescope. Through a telescope. Yeah. Is that wow? That they, they're so deep. They're so deep that the telescope goes down and sees. That's awesome. Praise God. Yeah. And um, speaking of dead things, we're talking <laughs> speaking about. Of dead things. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Slimer, who was the the, the deceased dead. narwhal. Yeah. Um, he would. Uh, he was. He he's kind of slimy. Mm. So I don't think you could fit him in or put him into a casket because he would just like slime out of it. Slimer was a dead narwhal? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you not listen to the earlier part Are of the conversation? Are you not paying attention? <laughs> this, listen, don't, this is all very scientific. You can, That's true. You can look it up. We're not making stuff up. Much. <laughs> <laughs> Much. Well, okay, so, you know, um, like just talking about Ghostbusters, I mean, that was a pretty good movie. Right. Um, but nothing beats Star Wars, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <I got> Nothing. <laughs> Barry got excited. 
Uh, nothing beats Star Wars, though, right. you know, like, because a lot, uh, well, I mean, here's the thing, there's a lot of ghosts in Star Wars, too, you know, like, you got uh, Yoda, who, who, like, talks through the Force and stuff like that, remember the time when, when he was talking to Luke, to, to Luke you know, mm-hmm. and uh, there, there's actually another scene, it was a deleted scene, where Yoda just scared Chewbacca, and he went, Woo! Just like that, wow. scared the crap out of him. He, he Why did they delete that scene? Um, because I guess they needed more important stuff in the movie. Oh my goodness, I don't know what George Lucas was thinking. I don't he either. Should, that totally should have kept that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also so. I don't. I don't know if you know about this, uh, but um, so uh, Spielberg and and George Lucas got into this great big huge fight. Really? Yeah, because uh, George Lucas wanted it to be more patriotic. And he was like, he's gonna, he's gonna bring in Uncle Sam, mm-hmm. and and Spielberg's like, oh no, no, this is, has nothing to do with that, you know. Yeah, I didn't know if you knew that. Yeah, I th- yeah. well, weren't they planning on doing that for the Fourth of July special, having Uncle Sam come in? They, I think yeah. they were. Yeah, in fact, but, but they, it didn't happen. So you did know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, well, you remember the uh, the episode? I think it's episode one. Oh, not episode one. Episode four, where um, they fall into the sewage uh, container place. You remember that? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> and, and Moving then, on. And in the bottom of the sewage thing, they found dragon fruit, and they ate it. Really? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I started making a precedent of laziness um, in this conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, not saying you're lazy. No. I, I, I started it off. I didn't receive that. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, did you know, okay, so just kind of like, you know, remember when uh, Luke kissed his sister <laughs> in the movies, which was really messed up? He didn't know. He didn't know. He, he didn't, didn't know. know. But, uh, but it's... <laughs> Man, we just went from Star Wars to Alabama. You know, but happened? anyway, you know, it, like, I'm really glad, though, that Han eventually, you know, got to... Um, Kiss Luke's sister. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but but you know, because like that was one of those you know movie relationships that just brought everyone to tears. You know, we never really got to see their their wedding, but I I uh, but I heard they were really great newlyweds. Oh, that awesome! That's great. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, that <laughs> actually reminds me of of Han. Han, um, he had the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. and that was a really really cool ship. Um, and I would love to have that. You know what I was thinking? I think I need. I would love to have a uh, a boat for myself, like a yeah. like a yacht. Mm-hmm. And I would I would name it the Millennium Falcon. I think that would be, be awesome. Cool, right? there, but there's a lot of dangers, though. You know, when you're boating, especially out in the ocean. Yeah. Um, because you got stingrays, you got <sighs> um, narwhals. You know, that that can come and spear the bottom of your ship. Yes. You also have like like narwhal-sized jellyfish. Right. That have been known to you know. Eat right. people. But if you have a telescope, you could see the narwhals coming. That's true. <laughs> All right, Barrett's ending our conversation. <laughs> well, guys, that happened. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, Pastor just put Twitter is definitely banning this broadcast with their fact check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for Word Snake. Now we're going to be jumping in. Now it's time. It's the yes. time you've all been waiting for. Yeah. We're jumping into what. What's the word with Pastor Brian and Dr. Richard Moore? There's a powerful word for you today, so make sure.
sure you stick around and you listen to it. Make sure you like and share the broadcast yes. because this is a word not just for you, but for everyone. So make sure you spread the word, uh, get it, spread the word, get it out. Let people know what's about to take place. Uh, this word that's going to, it just takes one word to change your life. We, we, we recognize that. And, and that word is probably going to come today. So make sure you like and share the broadcast. And we'll see you in just a couple seconds for What's the Word. See you guys. Hey guys, welcome to Lunch Plus here again with the Reverend Most High Dr. Bishop <laughs> Richard Moore. Man, love you, man. I love you, you too. You have a special place in my heart, buddy. Amen. You. you too. I'm so glad. Hey, welcome to Lunch Plus today with uh, Dr. Richard Moore. Again, uh, if you are joining us today, uh, right now, drop it in the comments. Who is watching and where are you watching from? We want to hear. We want to see who's here. And uh, hey, Johnny Shaver is here in the house today. And uh, most of the time he's always watching. Uh, he's always watching online and he's one of the first ones to comment. But listen, share the broadcast if you haven't done it already. Glory to God, I like our new uh, graphic there. That's awesome. And uh, go ahead and share the broadcast if you haven't already. What we're talking about today is going to be awesome. It's going to be heavenly. And it's going to help a lot of people. There's uh, Robert Gass says he's watching from Rayford, North Carolina. William Aldridge is watching from his math test on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, a Gass family in the house. Whoop, whoop. I heard some good news about you this morning, Brittany. Uh, my wife said that y'all are on the phone. That's awesome. Man, it went so fast. Buddy, he's present here. Uh, Priscilla's in the sound booth. Uh, we got new cups. My wife says, ooh, I like the cups. And uh, see, and then Natalie watching here at church. You are? I haven't seen you yet. She must be in the back. Oh, okay, there she is. All right. And uh, George says, hi, Johnny. George, that is not what we said to write in the comments. <laughs> Barrett, hi, seat one, row two. William watching at the square at Albemarle. Yeah, Pastor William's out there. He's got the hot dog cart. If you need food, go get a hot dog out at the square in Albemarle. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say what Nicole said. Brian and Kelly Warren, blessings, Brother Richard from Tenderheart. Yeah, blessings. Amen. Blessings, blessings. Joni, hi from Long Island. Johnny uh, said, hi, George. And <laughs> hi, George. Hi, George. Love you guys. Glory to God. Yeah, if you haven't dropped in the comments yet, uh, tell us who you are, where you're watching from. And uh, even if you're watching the archive later on, you're not watching with us live, put it in the comments where you're watching from. Julie says, I'm watching from the media booth. Welcome, Dr. Moore. <laughs> it's so good to be here, buddy. You should know that, you know, after, you know, after the service last night, we had a fellowship for a few minutes, and then you headed back to the hotel. Yeah. And uh, people were drunk for hours on the joy of the Lord. <laughs> like, it, I was like... Are there people still at the church? Like, and uh, there were people. Hey, Caleb, that, watching. Amen. Yeah. Hey, Caleb. Good to see you watching from Greensboro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people were. 
<laughs> it was a were, great night last night, wasn't it? It was a great night. Whew, I feel it now still. Amen. Me too. <laughs> you know, and we said at the beginning of the service, like, it's going to be a special night last night. Yes, and it was. It, was, it really it? was. So praise God. No, it really was. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It's going to be awesome. Thank God for his presence. There's yes, nothing like it. Yes. I know. Hey, listen, if you are close enough to get here, it is what, just now... 1215, you have approximately six hours to get here. If you're yeah. within six hours, you can get here, grab a hotel, and uh, the Word of God, one word through the Holy Ghost, through a man of God, can change everything in your life. Yeah. That's the kind of night we're going to have Especially tonight. you Greensboro folks. Yeah. I Green mean, you're an hour and a half away. Get down <laughs> here. You know, there's a pastor driving five hours to really? uh, be here for the next right couple of months. Yeah. Yep. He's yep. about to arrive. He'll be here, uh, supposed to be around one o'clock, so he drove five That's hours. Awesome. So it's 10 hours round trip just to come be in the meeting. So hunger yeah. is in action. Well, you know, the word, the word says very clearly that if we will hunger and thirst, we will be filled. We will be filled. We will be filled. Yeah. And, um, it's not even a question mark about it. No. And that word means that we crave. And I've asked this question many times. Are we craving the things of God? Um, like, are we, you know, and it reminds me of when you're fasting. You know, you go the first day, uh, go second day, go third day. You start craving food, like just a whiff of food. And you're like, mm, you know, you're like the, uh, yeah. What's, oh, yeah. the what's the on Jurassic <laughs> part with a little uh, <laughs> velociraptors. You're like, <laughs> you know, you're craving right. it. Are we that way with God? You know, we should be. We're supposed to be. We should be, yeah. And he says, if we'll crave him like that, he will gorge us with his goodness. Yeah. Like The word literally means gorge us, overflow us with his goodness. He, we awesome. shall be filled. Yeah. Well, I know one translation in, in, in Jeremiah 29, where verse 13, where he says, seek me and you'll find me. Yes. There's not a question about that. Yes. He said, you'll find me. When you search for me with all, all your, heart. your heart. But one translation says, I will allow you to find yes. me. And I love that. Yeah, I amen. will allow you. But amen. he always puts the emphasis on us first. Yes. You know, he says, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. Seek yes. me and you'll find me. Hunger, thirst, yes. and you'll be filled. Yeah. yeah. Glory to God. Amen. And, that, and that's just it. Are we really hungry for him? Are we really looking for him with all of our heart? Well, you know, hunger is an action. That's yeah. one, one thing to say I'm hungry. Yeah. It's a whole other thing to show you're hungry. It's another thing to drive five hours to get here. It's another thing to drive five hours to get from here. And it's, yeah. another, it's another thing for, for God to be present in the house. Yes. And, you know, you'd be watching online when you, down the road in your chair when you yeah. should be here. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I found, so th this is a really interesting thing because when I first started pastoring, I, um, I never really planned on traveling. That was not really my thoughts that wasn't on the radar. And we started the church in 2009. And in the summer of 2009, the Lord uh, told me to go to the Southwest Believers Convention with Brother Copeland and Keith Moore and mm -hmm. uh, Jerry Savelle, Jesse, Jesse Duplantis, Bill Winston, wow. Creflo Dollar, all these guys. And uh, it was awesome. And then the next year he told me to go again. And I found that he was having me go, and, and at the beginning of the church, I mean, the finances were not, they, they weren't what they are today. You know, right. they, were, they were just not there. We had to really believe God just to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, just believe God to get there. But I found that he started sending me places 
three and four times a year at different places. And I, and I wondered, like, logically, not spiritually, but logically, I'm like, is this right? Am I doing the right thing? Right. You know, because right. it seems like I'm outputting this amount. And recently the Lord brought this up to me. He said, when you as an adult uh, really started going after me as an adult, he said, what would you do? And uh, I knew what he was talking about. And, and if there was a Holy Ghost meeting close by, I was there. You was there. Yeah. I would get there. Why? Because I was hungry. Yeah. He said the only thing that's happened is just, you know, your world's expanded a little bit. But it's that same hunger that got you to this place as a pastor that now has taken you deeper and deeper into me. I'm just having you meet different men and women of God at right. different places. But you're doing the same thing that you did uh, when you were a young adult, hungering Hunger. after me, he says, and I'm calling you to, I'm giving you a word to go do it. So you're doing it in obedience, not in disobedience, but I'm still doing the same thing. I'm just hungering Hungry, yeah. for God, wherever the Lord is, you know, manifesting himself through people. I want that impartation. And that's how you and I got to know each other. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, you look at, you look at all the ministries. I mean, even, even from the word of God, I mean, you look at, I mean, you look at, um, you look at Abraham, you look at Elijah, you look at Elisha. I mean, yeah. you look at all the individuals. I mean, you come into, you know, you look at George Whitfield, Evan Roberts, you yes. look at uh, Smith Wigglesworth, you look at, yes. you know, you look at uh, Kenneth Hagin, you look at, you know, all these individuals, especially during the, during the days of Voice of Healing. Now, yes. A. Allen, all these individuals that had incredible miracles. You know, Amy Simple McPherson, Catherine Kuhlman, Maria yeah. Wortheader. There, there was always that one ingredient that they all had from Bible days to now, and, yes. and it was hunger. Yes. And that hunger will, will, will drive you yes. in a good way. That hunger will make you go after. Yeah. I mean, A. A. Allen locked himself in a closet for 15 days and cried out to God. You know, because he was he was so tired so of hungry at, so hungry. Well, he was so tired of talking about yeah. you know miracles and not having them. Yeah, and yeah. so he went he, he went home and locked himself in the closet, and said to his wife, "I'm I'm either coming out dead or I'm coming out you know a man that's encountered God. Yes, that's yes. hunger. Yes, and he cried out for fifty. That's hunger. Yeah, I mean think about Elisha. Yeah, I mean Elisha. I mean four different cities, uh, and I believe that Elijah was even attested uh, was yeah. testing him because he tried to get him to stay back. Yes. I mean, even the, the school of the prophet guy, I mean, they were sort of make, made fun of him. But yeah. he would not stop. Yeah. He would not stop. And yeah. we know when, when we know his heart. Yeah. When finally, after, after Elijah smote the waters and they parted hither and thither, he asked him. Yeah. And he asked, okay, what do you want? That's right. I think he knew. Yeah. I, I think yeah. he was testing him. Uh, and um, and we, hear, we hear Elisha's heart. You, you know, and... I've really been wanting you all week so far. I want you to tell about your story of hunger that you went through, but I'm not sure. I don't know if this is the moment or to, I, tonight or whenever, but you just be led. But I've had it in my spirit. I've almost said something to you, but I feel like it's time. I noticed something with the school of the prophets there with Elijah and Elisha. Here's, here's an interesting thing. And see, hunger is not just for the fivefold ministry. No, not at all. No, not at all. It's for every child of God. And even people that aren't his children, uh, they have the ability to get hungry for the things of God. So one of the things I want you know, that I like to show is this, is right now, 
People have opportunities, just like Elisha did with Elijah. They just don't recognize them. And so they'll see a meeting like this, and they'll be like, okay, well, I'll catch it online if I, if, you know, if I get to, if I get a chance to. That's not hunger. Yeah. That's not a hunger. That, that's, a, that's a basically, I'll do it if it's comfortable to right. my flesh. 100%. That's not hunger. And so one of the things that's really important about Elisha and Elijah is the whole school of the prophets. The school of the prophets had revelation that Elijah was leaving that day. Mm -hmm. But only Elisha would not let go of them. Only Elijah. So they had the opportunity to be there and see him go too. And they knew it. They knew it. They had revelation by God. They did. The scripture says so. Yeah. Yeah, They had revelation, but they weren't hungry enough to follow with them. Right. And think what they could have had. You know, that reminds me of, you know, Smith Wigglesworth. You know, I'm very good friends with Frank Frank Summerall, who was Mm -hmm. uh, Lester Summerall's oldest son. Yeah. There's a lot of things I used to ask him about, you know, different stories, especially about his dad and, and Smith Wigglesworth and stuff. Because, you know, when you're out, you know, when you're out preaching and sharing the, sharing the word, and especially when you tell a story you know, or even tell a, a, a testimony, you, you want to be factual about yes. it. You don't want to yes. evangelistically talk. You want, to, yes. you want to be factual. And so, do you know uh, um, Smith Wigglesworth, who's, I mean, anybody in Pentecostal circles and charismatic circles, you know, word of faith circles, Should know, know about him. Smith Wigglesworth. Yeah. And uh, which the reality is they talk about him today, but if he was around today, he probably wouldn't even be welcome in their pulpits because he was right. very radical. But You're right. he had incredible miracles, raised the dead. And, um, and so here's one thing that happened when Lester Sermrall was going to Wigglesworth's house. Wigglesworth said, how come others don't come visit me? Because he would go to these seminaries, he would go to these Bible schools, and he would invite all the students to come and fellowship with him. Yeah. And not one of them took him up on the offer. The only one that took him up on the offer was Lester Sumrall. And so what happened? Yeah. Well, the war began. Yeah. Lester's going over to his house every day. Yeah. He's the only visitor that he ever had in the three months that he was going. Yeah. And when the government made him go back home because the war began, what had happened? Smith Wilgersworth laid his hands on him. Yeah. Whew, I feel it now. Yeah. And he said, he talked about the coming revival that he, that, that he said that Wilgersworth yeah. would see. And then he said these words. He just said, Lord, let that same spirit that's upon me yeah. come to this young man. Yeah. And prayed for him. He said, I can feel the tears running off his face yeah. under my forehead. And, you know, he said he walked out the, the door of the house, walked out the sidewalk, turned on, take down the road, and all of a sudden, whoo, yeah. he said it hit him, so it jumped in the air. Yeah. What happened? That same anointing that was upon Wigglesworth came upon Lester. And think about all those other Bible school students who could have had that. Yes. But they were like the school of the prophets. They, 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 they were not hungry enough. Because, yeah. see, when you're, hun- when you're hungry, you'll go after it. Yes. And when you're satisfied, you won't go after it. That's you, right. You push away. That's right. Listen, and it, the most dangerous places, as Christians, we could be as satisfied. Yes. Because when we're satisfied, we don't press in, we don't press forward, and then we let, we, 
even when it comes into natural things, when the, when you're satisfied, yeah, you let abortion become legal. Right. When you're satisfied as the church, you let prayer get taken out of school. Yeah. I mean, we can change things. Yes. But you don't change things when you're satisfied. That's because right. Because when you're satisfied, I have enough. Yeah. You know, it's like when you've eaten a large a, a meal. You know, and somebody comes to bring you more, bring you dessert. You, you, you're satisfied. You're yeah. full. You push it away. Yeah. And that's the same thing when it comes to the things of God. Yes. We push it away. I've had, um, and you know this story. We've talked about it before, but, you know, several years ago, the Lord led me to do the extended fast, and mm -hmm. then he led me to do another one. And mm -hmm. um, when I did that, the Lord told me, uh, one of the things he gave me direction on was he said, I want you to go one year, and I don't want you to watch any media. So no news, no books, no movies, no scrolling on social media, any media whatsoever, no songs even. Like it was nothing. It either needs to be worship, preaching, or the word, and that's basically it. And, uh, and that year changed my life. Oh, it was that. one of the, yeah. And I, I walked out of that year with a peace of God like I had never experienced before. And uh, literally, and in the meantime, I saw people around me outside of the peace, you know, mm -hmm. and I realized they're doing this to themselves because of what they're eating, you know, what they're, what they're actually have a, uh, a, a desire for is the things of the world uh, that we're not supposed to really be entangled with. We're in the world, but we're not of it, right. but they're entangling themselves. And because of that, they had uh, the lack of peace because they had a lack of godliness coming in, and they were putting in the corruption of the world into them all the time through the news and everything else. And um, I really saw that contrast big time. But during that year period of time, I would say almost every single day, Almost every single day, the Lord spoke to me two words, and they were hunger and humility. Hunger and humility. humility. Hunger and humility. Day after day after day after day after day. And you know, if God says it one time, it's important. If He says it twice, like you need to be about it yeah. now. You yeah. know, He says it three times, and it's as strong as it can ever get. That's the Lord really emphasizing. He said that to me every day. And what I realized was that hunger is our responsibility. It's kind of like faith. You can't pray for faith. You can, and you can't really pray for hunger because we have to make that decision. It has to be an active decision for us to put on hunger or stop eating the things mm -hmm. that aren't of God. Stop eating the spiritual junk food so that we're full of the filler of a corrupted world. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to, we have to hunger for him. We can ask him to help us see hunger, help us. We can ask him to help us get there, but ultimately we have to put that on and it's our responsibility. Our responsibility. But if we'll do it, oh, if there's we'll a it. promise behind oh, it. Oh yeah. There is a promise. He will fill us. Fill us. Well, you know, you just said a moment, just a second ago, if he says it once, if he says it twice, if he says it yes. three times, well, think about this. Over 500 times in the word of God, he's told us to pray. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah. I mean, so, you know, he, there, when he tells us over and over and over and over and over, yeah. there's something yeah. that's very important to him that he wants us to get. Yeah. And I, I think that that being being, you know, hunger has to be cultivated. Yes. And, you know, you, you, you go you get around hungry people. You'll either 
run the other way. That's right. Or you'll get hungry. <laughs> you know, and I say this all the time. Hungry people irritate satisfied people. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, good. it's just like, put that in the comments. It's just like people who are baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Irritate people who are not. Yes. It's like Christians that are radical for Jesus. Irritate people who are not. Yes. People who are always get, sharing the gospel and getting people saved. Irritate people that don't. Yes. I mean, I've, I've literally had people say about individuals, do, do you have to tell about Jesus all the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so people that are, are that passionate about God, they, they irritate people that are not. And so when you get around people like that, two things are going to happen. It's either going to push you the other way or it's going to bring you in. Yes. And uh, you but and I say all the time, you get around hungry people, you'll get hungry. That's right. You you get you get around people who who are on fire for God and the same thing's going to happen to you. Yeah. And uh, so you but you got to cultivate that. And even ministers, you know, even pastors, you, you it has to be preached from the pulpit. Yes. The, the hunger and thirst has to be preached from the pulpit. Yes. And 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 and, and also, you know, I said to a pastor this, you know, one time he said to me, he said you know, I want my church to be hungry for God. Well, they got to see you hungry. That's right. I want my church to be radical in giving. Well, they got to see you radical yeah. in giving. Yeah. You know, I want my church to be a praying church. Well, they got to see you praying. Right. Because people, most people are followers. And, yeah. and, and they, they, they're looking to the pastor. Yeah. And that's why we got to be so very uh, aware that we are leading people uh, in, in the right way in, yes. into the things of God, you know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's how I got hungry. I mean, I was traveling with, you know, my, my dearest friend in the world, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. I was traveling with him and, um, you know, he, he constantly talked about how he was so hungry for God and, and, you know, what he did and what happened to him for the fire, <laughs> for the fire of God to fall. Well, I keep hearing that over and over and over and over and over I got in me. Yes. And, and then what did I do? I started imitating what he did. Yeah. And you know what the result was? Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. It's really not that hard. No. I mean, it, re religious people make the things, the very simple things of God so very hard. Yeah. yeah. You know, call on me and I'll answer you. Yeah. That's very simple. Seek me, you'll find me. Yeah. Draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah. All things are possible to him that believes. That's all very simple. Hunger and I'll fill you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hunger, hunger. Thirst but it has to be, it goes back to that verse that you're talking about, which is one of my favorite in Jeremiah 29. And also uh, Jeremiah 24, 7. 24, 7, yes. It also says, seek after me with all your heart. All your heart. And see, that's the issue. Like we're, we're playing games. You know, we're just kind of trying something. And, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it, let me try this. Let me try yeah. this. Let me go. Yeah, yeah. We've really accepted, even in the church with God, the mentality of uh, this society that doesn't know how to make a decision and they don't know how to commit to things and they have no conviction over things. Mm -hmm. So like when we go to a store, it's a, what I call a keep the receipt. 
society because we're not really committed to it. You know, I remember when that shifted. Used to, you couldn't take everything back. Uh-huh. If it, if you took it back, it had to be broke. Mm-hmm. You know, but then they the stores in uh, upping their customer service, they started allowing more people to take uh-huh. things back. But what that really kind of did was it turned us to to the place where. We had no conviction in our decisions, and we've taken that to God now, where we, we're like, well, we'll just go try out this service and everything. Right. They won't go, you know, you'll have a week-long week of meetings, and, and uh, you know, and, and there's reasons why people can't go to every single meeting. Sure, I sure, get that, sure. but I'm not talking about not talking those about circumstances. Yeah. I'm talking about does your hunger drive you to be convicted to I'm going to get everything I can get? Yeah. I can get, and we've got it where we, we're not even convicted about, I'm, I'm going to be here. So I found with me, the Lord will send me to a set of meetings, and I need to be there. There's something special that happens, you know, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day. Mm-hmm. Like one or two days, it kind of knocks the rust off, and then I start really receiving. Right. You know, somebody right. said to me last night about these meetings, they're like, man, I thought that first night was wide open. And then tonight happened <laughs> last night. And I was like, well, to be truthful, we're probably ramping <laughs> we're up probably right ramping now. Up, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to get even oh, more oh, wild, oh, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. because the presence of God, we've knocked the rust off yeah. now. Now we're in day three, yeah. day four. You know, all of a sudden now God can really pour into people because we've kind of gotten that corrupted stuff out out of the way. But see, it's hunger and a conviction that will get us to that place. Mm -hmm. I watch people so many times, excuse me, so many times they'll go to a set of meetings, they'll just go for one night and they don't capture, they might, they'll be blessed, but not the fullness that they could be because there's no hunger for everything that God has that he's put in an anointed man's heart to get into the people. They're not, they're just like, let me get a taste of it. And we've allowed that kind of microwave society thinking and that keep the receipt thinking to get in us. And there's no longevity. There's no consistency. And he says he's a rewarder, but he's a rewarder in the King James of those that diligently Diligently. seek Seek him. Diligently. Not just, you know, pop in and out. Diligence. Yeah. And uh, years ago, the Lord said this to me. He said, I'm looking for people that will do the right thing for long periods of time. Long periods of time. I, I, think, I think the thing for me is, yeah, you, you know, people have gotten that, you know, 30-day money by guarantee thing going on. But the reality is, is that what, what gets me the most is people, is, is oftentimes the people that really need yeah. What's present? Yes. And they take it no so nonchalantly. Yeah. I go check that out for a, for a day. And they come one time. Yeah. But the reality is there are miracles in the house. Yes. If they just yes. press in, there are yeah. miracles in the house. And yeah. then here's what happens. You know, I had this happen one time. I was in a five week revival. And on the on I think the starting of the third week, the pastor got up and he said, he said, now, this is for my church. He said, Those of you that have keep scheduling um, counseling sessions with me and you keep wanting to meet with me, I am yeah. canceling every single one because everything you need is, is in this house means. and yeah. you've been coming once or yep. twice and you don't even come. Yep. And I'm, I, I can't fix you. I'm not your babysitter. Yep. And so don't even schedule an appointment with me. Yeah. You, come and, you come and you get in these meetings. 
And you know what? Spiritual and wisdom. Spiritual right wisdom. There. That and, was spiritual yeah. wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and because I found, and he's because he said, I found out. You know what? It, it's the same thing over and over and over. There's no change. Yes. I'm just ban- I'm just band-aiding something. There's no change. Now you got to come and get into the presence of God. Yes. And be radically changed. Yes. You will. But there, but it, there. Listen, there is a price to pay. And most people aren't willing to pay the price. I mean, even as, as ministers, when it comes to anointings, when it comes to, I mean, the Bible says, the Bible is so very clear. God wants us to come after him. Yeah. He, he, I mean, so, so many times throughout scripture. I mean, the Bible says in Amos, I believe it's four or five. The Bible says this, seek me and you'll live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, people can, but you know what? People, people are, Dying, they got these diseases, they got all this stuff going on in their body. The power of God's present, God's present, there's glory's present. They come from one service. Yes, that's not seeking. No, but but the Bible says, if you seek me, you will live. Yes, yeah, and you know, and I think even with pastors, I mean, and ministers, not just pastors, evangelists, I mean, ministers, yeah, you know, I mean, God says to us, and He says to desire the gifts, yeah, to yeah. desire the working of miracles, yeah. I mean, it, 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 if God tells us to desire something, that means we're to desire it and we're to come after it. Yeah. And you know what? And if we, if, if people begin to desire the working of miracles, if he, yeah. then guess what's going to happen? Yeah. It's the working of miracles yeah. are going to start manifesting. That's right. Yeah. But God puts it all on us. Yeah. He does. He puts it all on us. And but most people want God out of their convenience, not out of their sacrifice. That's right. Right. You know. And so, and, and listen, and hunger will cost you. You know, and, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, I have, I have said, you know, you know, I've said, you know, because people, you know, people get up early, go to work. They got to yeah. get up at four o'clock in the morning, go to work. You know, well, I, I, I got to go to work. I'll come one time. Well, I do partly understand that. Yeah. But then the other side of me doesn't understand that. I agree. You know, I, I mean, understand. Because here's the reality. How bad do you want something? That's You're, right. You, you will, you will, you, you will put your, you will tell it to shut up. Yeah. You, you know, I have found you. I have found that I've let myself get my, wore out physically in the body. I mean, drained in the body because just going after the Lord. But you yeah. know what? The end result is a finding. Yes. But some yeah. people, but people want to come with, with their natural thinking. Well, you know, it's you know, you 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 know, God understands. Well, does he? Does he really understand? Yeah. You know what? I mean, you, you take, you, put, it, put it this way, you take the two people that got the same schedule. They get to get up super early. You know what? And they don't get any, any sleep. But the, the one guy who decides to come one service, yeah. and the guy who presses in and comes every service, and you can see it on his face, you can see it in his body. Yeah. I mean, he's wore out. But yet the end result is yeah. the one guy has an encounter, and the other one, Absolutely. The same thing keeps going on. And they, yeah. There's nothing. They, they, they know about God. Yeah. And I'm not interested. In, and, and that's the problem we face in the church. Yes. Even with, uh, with leaders. I mean, they know about God. Yeah. You know, theologians know about him. Yeah. But the reality is, if, I'm, if I was ever in, and I tell, I tell this all the time, if I was ever in a hospital and my life depended upon a prayer, there's certain people that's not going to get a call. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I want that's somebody right. that knows God, yeah. not knows about him. Yes. Somebody that knows him. Yeah. And the only way you're going to know him 
is yeah. to seek. I mean, even in Scripture, it's so all throughout Scripture. I mean, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, we've mentioned it here in the services, yeah. that my words are life yes. unto those who find them yeah. yes. and medicine to all their flesh. Well, the only way you're going to find is to be hungry That's right. and, and to seek. seek Him. That's the only yeah. way. That, that's exactly right. And, I, you know, it, it's kind of like this. I've watched this. I know you've seen it. I know you've seen it just as, just as well. We'll be in the middle of a service. The service starts to go long, right? And then you have people that will peel out because they have schedules or whatever. And then all of a sudden, uh, within 10 or 15 minutes, after kind of that, that crowd that feels like they have to go peels out and leaves the service, all of a sudden, the power and the glory of God drops in. Yeah. And people start getting miracles and yeah. healing and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, why is that? Yeah. You, you know what? I, I, <laughs> it, it's, it's all back, it all goes back to hunger. Yeah. Everything goes back to hunger. Yeah. Everything goes back to hunger. Yeah. You know, and everything goes back to desire. Yeah. You know, everything goes back to, I mean, you quoted the scripture just a moment ago. He's a rewarder. Of yeah. those who diligently, that means, yeah. that mean, that's just not once every once in a while. Yeah. Who, who diligently, who constantly, who are constantly. And, and I mean, even the Bible says that we are to give ourselves to the meditation of his word day and night. Yes. Don't let it. He said in Proverbs 4, don't let it depart from your eyes. Yeah. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Yeah. Don't let his, weir, his words stop from going in your ears. Yeah. And in, especially in today's society, there's absolutely no reason why we cannot have the Word of God constantly being pumped in, on the inside of us. Without question. Yeah. yeah. But I think I, we've had that happen so many, you know, and over the rock, because we've done, oh, over the years, we've done, you know, I, without evangelistically speaking, I mean, literally thousands, maybe eight to 10,000 revivals since, <laughs> since you know, I had an encounter with God. I mean, in a, for 25 years, you know, we do an almost 500 meetings a year. Wow. You know, until I cut off the, I stopped the morning meetings. Yeah. And I actually want to get back to the morning meetings. I, I love the morning meetings. Because yeah. you know the thing I found about the morning meetings? They're deeper. Yep. And one of the reasons why is because the people that come in the morning, they're hungry. They're hungry. Because they want to be there. Yeah. In the evening, some come to check it out or come yeah. to inspect or whatever. whatever. And, um, but the morning meetings are very, very, That's right. very deep. You know? That's right. And I love the morning meetings. And so, yeah. but I, I found that the longer the meeting goes, yeah. the stronger the anointing gets. Yes. And I don't know how many times after the service, I mean, the service is over. Yeah. The band's no longer playing. They're off the platform. Yeah. But people are still hovering around. Yeah. And whoo, the wind of God will come in. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it happens all the time. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> you better say something. <laughs> oh, the Lord is so good, and uh, His presence is so wonderful. Amen. 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 And so, uh, how know. how can people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hallelujah! Those of you watching, yeah, just have a drink. Yeah, <laughs> just have a have a drink right where you are. See. <laughs> Oh, my hands. <laughs> Just raise your hands right where you're at. Lord, I receive. I receive in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. And see, this is the thing too, is that <laughs> how can you ever, how, see, it's, it's, you know, you don't, here's, here's a misconception that I think church people have. They got this thing in their mind, you know, come, come to church and get refreshed. No, no. You can be refreshed in your home. Yes. This is something yeah. you can be refreshed in your car. And this is what, like we was talking about yesterday, with what's, what's on me right now, <laughs> what I feel right now, there's absolutely no burnout. Yeah. I'm being filled. Yes. I'm being refreshed. Yes. In His presence, there's yeah. fullness of joy. In His, in His presence, we experience times of refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've been on the golf course and had this happen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's there. It's there. Yeah. But what, I want to go back to what's one of the things I was saying earlier about when I mentioned about those in the Bible and, and all the different individuals that I mentioned. They had that one common theme, one common thread. They were hungry. Yeah. But they didn't just say it. They went after it. That's right. And as a result of going after it, they had an encounter with God. Yeah. Every individual who has shaken a nation, yeah. and that's what we're supposed to do. We're nation shakers that have that's literally... Right. Turn the course of generations. They're going one way, and a great awakening comes, revival comes, and they go another way. Yeah. They have all been individuals yeah. who had an encounter with God. Yeah. And you, 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 you look at their life, and it all stems down to hunger. Now, obviously, prayer is heavily involved. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hours upon hours upon hours. You know, because he said, if you call on me, call unto me, yes. and I'll answer you. Think about that for a moment. Just even that statement. God said, if we would call unto him, he would answer us. Why, why aren't people calling all the time? Yeah. Why aren't they calling unto him all the time? Yeah. Not only did he say, I will answer. He said, I'll show you great and I'll show you mighty, mighty things that you know not. Yes. Amen. You know, I asked the Lord one time. I said, Lord, why, why aren't we seeing great and mighty things? You know what the Lord yeah. said to me? People aren't calling unto me. That's right. Yeah. We got a call on to him. Yeah. I mean, just like you mentioned the other night about your prayer meeting. Yeah. All the great things that are happening, wonderful things that are happening, and still things still happening as a result of it. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you we called on to him. You called on to him. You yeah. called on to yeah. him. I mean, I know the all night prayer meetings that we've been in, I think we got to get back to that. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I tell you, the, uh, the, the, the old timers, those. Around the turn of the century, I mean, there was a term in Pentecost called praying things through. Yeah. They, they, they had a hold of that. You know, today, we, we, you know, I think we're lazy. We don't come to church and go up and get hands laid upon us. I mean, no, yeah. no, no. Sometimes you, you're going to have to press in. That's right. And you're going to have yeah. to pray through. You're going to have to pray things through. We had a situation, you know, and, I'd, and, and hunger is a thing that the Lord really laid on my heart, which I was hungry, which is why I did that first fast. Mm -hmm. and I was hungry, which is why I did the second fast, you know. I was hungry, which is why I didn't watch media for a year. I was hunger, like, Lord, I want you more. I want you more than I want the things of this world. Yes. I want you more than I want sleep. I want you more than I want food. I want you more. I need you. I've got to have you, you know. Mm -hmm. There's too much I read about in this word that I'm not seeing manifest in the fullness that I know in my spirit is there. I want you more. I want you more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you start to hunger over those things. Well, 
And as a pastor, you know, I realized that my number one goal, like he told Timothy, you know, what did he, t- Timothy's already a pastor. He's already leading this church. He's doing a good job with it. And he, and what does he tell Timothy? One of the major things he says, Timothy, keep studying to show yourself approved. In other words, hunger after God, go after God, work on you, Timothy, yep. because if you'll work on you, the people will come with right. you. And so like leading up to this week, just leading up to this week, um, we, on a monthly basis, we have what's uh, Holy Ghost weekend. And that consists of we pray on Friday night from 6 p.m. to midnight. And then on Saturday, we go out soul winning Saturday and we win souls. Teams go out right. and we win souls. And, um, I like that. Amen. And then on Sunday, we have the Sunday morning service. And then we have a Sunday afternoon service where we own purpose generally. Now, it was a little different this weekend because we have these meetings with you. But on purpose, we started at 4 o'clock in mm-hmm. the afternoon. Why? So we can go as long as God wants to right. go. We're honoring Him. We're seeking Him. Holy Spirit, have your way have in your here. Way. So coming up to this week, uh, we've been, as a church, quite busy. And we've had a lot going on. And uh, it pleased me so well because I threw it to the leadership team. I wanted to see what they were going to say. I wanted to see what the Lord, they felt like the Lord was. I said, what do you think we ought to do about the Holy Ghost weekend? Should we have prayer? Should we have the soul winning Saturday in front of Dr. Richard, who we know is going to be a week? What do you think? Bless you. Sorry. (laughs) What do you think we ought to do? And uh, the whole leadership team comes back and says, Oh, we need to have it. We need to have prayer. You know, uh, six hours of prayer on Friday night after everybody's worked all week. We need it. Knowing that we're going into a week where we might lose some sleep. Knowing that we'll have some responsibilities. I mean, they're setting this stuff up and tearing it down every day. Every day so we can do the broadcast, so we can have the service here. Every day the uh, team volunteered. Everybody here is volunteers. And they're, and they're saying, Lord, you know, and the team said, we need Friday night prayer. We, we've got to have soul winning Saturday. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh man. Well, that's, I know what's about to happen. Yeah. God's going to fill them. Because yeah. it's not just me now. Right. It's a people. Right. It, it's, it's been ignited. You yeah. know, it, that hunger has been ignited yeah. in a people, in the heart of a people. Yeah. Where I didn't even have to say, well, we probably need to have it. No, they said that. They said that. It's been passed on. And so what happens when it passes to a people? But that's where we have and to And you can also see it when you have guest ministers come in. Yes. You can, yeah. all, you, you, you can, see, you can see. I can tell the difference <laughs> between a church that does exactly what you're doing versus a church that doesn't. I bet. It's, I bet. A, it's night and day. What, is, like, what are the differences? What do you see? The, and the fruit off, differences. Well, first off, it's the atmosphere is prepared. Yes. You know, it's like I tell people all the time, you know, don't come into church and have the pastor get you fired up. That's right. Come into church fired up. That's right. Don't come into church and have the the worship team get you into worship. Come into church and worship, you know. Don't don't have don't come to church and and, you know, have the pastor, you know, get you stirred up. And and it happens toward the end of the service. No, no, no. Come in stirred up. Yes. And, you know, and, and, and many don't. And so one of the things that I found, first off, the atmosphere has changed. There, there, there is an expectancy in the house. Yeah. And then when there's an expectancy. Yes. Because God comes to those who want him. That's right. That's we're, right. We're, we're, the, and the expectancy is faith. 
faith is released. Yeah. And it's faith that moves him. Yes. It's faith that pleases him. It's yes. faith that gets manifestations released. That's right. It's faith that gets miracles released. Yes. It's faith that gets impartations released. Yes. And, 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 and there's, uh, there's such an expectancy there. Yeah. The, the, the atmosphere is, is so different. Yeah. You know, versus, you know, pastor, get on fire. We're going to have, we, we want to have you in. Let's have these meetings. Yeah. And, then, and that's all the only thing you hear. Hey, we're yeah. going to have evangelist so-and-so in. And that's, you know. Yeah. And the, but they don't, they, they don't do the preparation. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, but I have, and, but I have found other churches that we've been to just like that. Like, like you guys do. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same everywhere. The, the miracles are greater. Yeah. You know, the, the, the touch in people's lives is greater. I mean, I can just go down. I, the, uh, the finances are greater. <laughs> yes. And I can go down the line. Just like you said the other night. You know, when, when, when people get touched, they, they, they release, they give. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, um, and, and it's, it's, a, it's amazing how, you know, people will want something, but they don't want to do what it takes to get it. That's right. They, they want it just to be given to them. It's that fast food, yeah. microwaved society yeah. that, you know, it's the 30-day the, the yeah. thing, you know, like you talked about. I mean, yeah. that's what's gotten into the church. Yeah. And they've allowed that thinking instead of going into the Word and seeing it's my responsibility to hunger. And, and so I would say in the, this is the heart that I had, and I didn't know what the Lord was establishing in me, but I've seen people. So some people might be saying, how do I get to the place where I can do that? And I can, how can I get to the place where I can hunger like that? How can I get to that place? All right, so here's, here's what you do. One, one of the things is uh, you start to look at what does, what does God say we can have? Because what he says we can have compared to what we have been having uh, will show us a gap. All right, he said we can have it this good. I'm only having it this good. That means there's more there to have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I, if I started talking to you about your favorite food, then before long, your mouth is going to start watering for it. So when I show you what's out there and what's available, you'll start getting hungry for it. Yes. But then I have to stop putting in things that will take me away. So, for example, in Proverbs 16:3, it says, commit your works that your thoughts might be established. So if I'm constantly saying, Lord, I'm hungry for you, but I never stop watching, you know, worldly movies, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not talking about cutting them completely out, but my normal practice is to watch a movie when I have free time instead of going to spend some time with the Lord, then what's going to happen is my thoughts are going to follow my actions. Mm -hmm. You know, put that in the comment. My thoughts are going to follow my actions, yes. yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So if I start taking ungodly actions, my thoughts will go ungodly. If I start taking godly actions, my thoughts will be godly. Right. And so that will help me establish my heart. So one of the things that we need to do is we need to stop putting in all of the spiritual junk food. Yeah. We need, and that will create a hunger for the real food, mm -hmm. uh, of the real things of God. Now, I'll add one thing yeah. to that as well, is that stop hanging around people. Yes. You know, we say get rid of the movies. Yeah. Yes, do it. But also... The friends. Get rid of the friends. Yes. That want to hold on to Huge things. point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge point. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't want to have conversations with people that are not hungry for God. Because they're going to basically dilute what the Lord's trying to do exactly. in me. The Lord is trying to get us up to yeah. the levels that He said we could be at. He's trying to get us there. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's not hungry, then they are constantly diluting that. And we won't hit those places. But if you and I start talking about hunger, we start talking about the fire of God. We start talking about the joy. What happens? It starts coming in here. Well, that makes me more hungry. It does, don't it? Yeah, I want want more, you know, of that. And so that's what we're talking about. It's so very important. I don't don't want to waste conversations with somebody that's always going to talk to me about football. And, you You know, know. another point that, that I can bring out about what hunger does when hunger gets you, I, I can, hung, when, when, you, when you're hungry and, 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 and you come after, like, let's just take a certain ministry, for example. When, when you're moved by that ministry and that ministry has an impact in your life. Yeah. You know what happens? That anointing that's on that ministry gets on you. Yes. Yeah. And I can, t- I can tell people who've been around certain, you know, yeah. ministers. Yeah. Because that, that anointing gets on them. Yeah. I'm not talking about people who try to make it up and act like, no, 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 no. That, that, that anointing gets on them. Yeah. There's that impartation. It's like, I have people all the time. When's, tell them, all right, before you say that, mm-hmm. when's the last time you were around Brother Hagen? Oh, it's. On a regular basis. Personally? Yeah. In the 90s? In the 90s. Yeah. So we're talking. 20 to 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. 20 to 30 years ago. Yeah. Yet when you minister, even this week, multiple times I went, there's Brother Hagen's anointing yeah, that's yeah. coming through. Yeah. I get that all the time. Yeah. I get that Is all that the time. Is that what you were about to say? That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I, yeah. I was about to say that before yeah. you said it, yeah. but it was, that's what I mean. That's exactly that's what exactly. you're saying is, is the fact that that stuff will get on, on you yeah. and it'll carry in your spirit. Yeah. That's who we want to be. Around. I get two things. Yeah, one's spiritual, one's not. I get, people, <laughs> I get I get people all the time tell me that I remind them of Kenneth Hagin, and then I have people come up to tell me all the time, "Has anybody ever told you you look like Bill Clinton?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's funny. That's funny. I, I haven't I haven't seen that one on you. So. <laughs> no, but I, I'll take the Kenneth Hagin any day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you may may cast out the other one. <laughs> but it, it's true. I mean, you even find people in your church. Yeah. That 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 will begin to. That anointing that's on you, yeah. it's in the house, gets on. Yeah, and you can see, like even your staff member, they they begin yeah. they begin to act like Pastor Brian. Yeah, you know, not yeah. not purposely. It's just that it's that, an it, impartation. It's an in total. It's an impartation. Yeah. Oh, oh, totally. Well, and so when you're trying to get hungry, one of the things that needs to happen is this: is is you you honor what God is doing by making it a priority. So, for example, like in these meetings this week, you know, we're starting at 6.30. We're ending somewhere between 9.30 and 10.30 probably, you know, three to four hour service after everything's said and done. And, uh, but then we have people that are even serving beyond that. But just let's, let's just talk about your normal attender, right? Okay, so they, they, let's say the latest, they leave here at 10.30 they get home and in the bed by 11.30. They have to be up at, say, 6 o'clock. 
But now I'm, I'm, there may be some that need to get up at four or five, but sure. average, let's say they get up at six o'clock. So they're 1130 to six o'clock. They're getting six and a half hours sleep for how long? For four days. For four days. For four days. Yeah. Is, is the hour and a half loss of sleep out of an eight-hour sleep a schedule? That's phenomenal way to look at it. Is an hour and a half each night worth a word that will change your life for eternity? Yeah. Boom. There it is. Without question. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing is, so what people do is say, well, I just don't want to do that. And it's like, hold on. Wait a minute. Are you hungry for the supernatural or... Are you hungry for your sleep? Which ones more are, are you more hungry for? And you're telling me the answer by what you do. But yeah, here's the other part exactly. of it. Yeah, here's the other part of it is, are you prioritizing to make that well? So see, if I'm in that situation and I don't have the flexibility to get more sleep, and then what am I going to do? I'm going to find, let's say I got to work and I have an eight-hour job. I've got an hour lunch break or even a 30-minute lunch break. Well, I would prioritize to the point where, like, I need to get an extra little bit of sleep. I'm going to say, all right, let me take my lunch break. Yeah. And I'm going to go sit in the car and crash. Crash for an hour, yeah. Yeah, for an hour. Because I'm more hungry for the supernatural things of God yeah. than I am for my schedule to, to not be interrupted. Right, totally. You know, I'm going to prioritize. If I get off work at 5 and the meeting starts at 6.30, let me go home real quick, take a power nap. Yeah. But why? Because what I'm doing is I'm prioritizing God over the things of the flesh. And if I will prioritize his kingdom and what's right, his righteousness, all these things will be added. But see, that's that's what I found is that people won't prioritize. But if you want to get hungry, you prioritize things differently. You find a way. Right. My, my dad used to say this to me all the time, and I appreciate it so much. He says, people will do what they want to do. Yeah. What they want to do, they'll find a way. That's 100%. If they're going on vacation, they're going on a cruise, you know, they'll get up at four in the morning mm -hmm. to go catch that plane. Yep. They'll go catch, well, that's just once a year. Well, this meeting's just four days out, yeah, of, out exactly. of this year, yeah. you know. You know what I also, also tell people all the time? I say, look, I would rather, I would rather you come because the, they, the meetings go long. I mean, well... So does, so does movies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, but I, I, I tell people all the time, I say, look, the meetings start like this week. We start at 630. Yeah. Well, Brother Richard, how long is the meeting going to go? We start at 630. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's pretty standard. Yeah. So that's the standard thing, here. you know. And so I would rather have I would rather have people, yeah. even though all the people have to get up three, four, five in the morning. Yeah. I would rather have them come. Yeah. And sit for an hour or two. And then get up and leave? Yes. Then yeah. just not come at all. Then not come at all. Yeah. yeah. Because there is an impartation yes. physically when you're there. It is not the no, same online. It is yeah. not. Even, even if they can't stay. Like, and I get that. There are reasons there are at reasons, times, yeah. and I've had them too. Sure. But the question is, what are we prioritizing? Uh, uh, that's, what are we that's, prioritizing? Uh, yeah. And, and the things of God always have to take priority number yes, one. Yes. You know, yes. what did he say in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20? My son, attend to my words. Attend means to put first. That's right. Do you know, yeah. if before the service, if you said to me, hey, Brother Richard, right after the service, I need to talk to you about tomorrow or yes. whatever. And, and then after the service and somebody in the congregation come up to me and say, hey, Brother Richard, can I, can I talk to you? Yes. I would have to say, just hold on. I'll come talk to you. But I got I to attend to something first. Yes. What am I doing? I'm putting first that's your right. word. And that's what the Bible says. I said, attend to my word. That means 
prioritize it. Put it that's first. That's good, yes. We yes. have to put it first. Yes. Things of God, that's why he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yes. And all these things, yes. then all these things will be added unto us. Yes. But don't we have it backwards? We have it so backwards, yeah. you know. And, you know, and I tell, look, the, what your dad said is so true. People yeah. are going to do what they want to do. Yes. I mean, and you, you can see people, you know, especially, you know, and I hear this, well, the meetings go so long. Well, that, that, that is such a lame excuse. Because Agreed. Agreed. the reality yeah. is you'll go sit and watch a three-hour movie. Yeah, yeah. The reality is you'll get, a, if, you're in a, if you're in a state where there's football, pro football or yeah. whatever, you'll, you know what That's you'll three, do? three, three and a half hours yeah, every game. Every game. Yeah. But you know what you'll do? Uh, here's what people do. They'll get up super early. Yeah. I've watched it on TV. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to go worship their team. Yeah. They'll get up super early. And they, they'll make preparation for it while they're prioritizing it. Prioritizing it. Yeah. And then they, they, they'll, they'll drive hours to get yeah. there. And then as they're there, then you got then you got your radical fans. Yeah. Okay. Then your radical fans are the ones with zero degrees, yeah. and they got their shirt off with their fa uh, chest painted, <laughs> yeah. and they're cheering, hey, yeah. for, for three and a half, four hours. And why? Because that's what they want that's, to do. That's what they want to do. Yeah. And then then and, and it's amazing how they justify everything. Yeah. And then, and then but then they come to church and it's like, well, our pastor spends too much time on the offering. Well, 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 wait a minute. But you, you voted to have your taxes raised so that your team that you worship can have a brand new stadium. You, you celebrate. You celebrate. <laughs> you celebrate. Take the, that. The, <laughs> you celebrate the fact that your favorite player on the team, your favorite quarterback, just got him a brand new, you know, Rolls Royce, $450,000 car, yeah. but yet you get an attitude because your pastor bought him a brand new Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think we're meddling right now. <laughs> we're, we're kicking a few things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it all comes down to, but if, if yeah. God's kingdom is first, because you, yeah. that, that doesn't mean anything to you. Right. Matter of fact, you want the best for everything. Yeah. You know, the moment people start... You can see you can see people's maybe this is the session for tomorrow, <laughs> but the reality is is this is that if we seek first, yeah. yeah, if we seek first His kingdom, well, and we've proven in our lack of hunger, if we've had a lack of hunger in things, we've proven that we don't actually believe that. Yeah, that Matthew six thirty three. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you, which is physical things. It, the context of that is physical, yeah. uh, material things, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and every spiritual thing as well. But it's, it's the context surrounding that is all material, you know. <laughs> and he, we've proven we don't believe that because if we actually believed it, then we would be after his kingdom with a, with a fire oh, under with a our Oh, fire under ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but we need to prioritize it. And that, one of the things too, in getting hungry, all right, how do you get yourself hungry? You prioritize, uh, you stop eating spiritual junk food. You see what is normal to ask God, him. what you can have. Yeah. You ask him to help you see that you prioritize. And here, here's another thing is, um, first uh, Corinthians 12, one, where it says, um, 
Now concerning, it says concerning spiritual gifts in the King James, I would not have you ignorant. But the gifts is italicized. That's yes. not in the original. It's not. So what he's really saying is concerning spiritual things, yeah. I would not have you ignorant. Right. Which includes the gifts of the Spirit. But I don't want you ignorant about spiritual things. Many people, what you just said earlier in this broadcast, you said, even while we're sitting here right now, I'm, I'm feeding. I'm, I'm refreshing myself. So many people, they sit there in the flesh, and their flesh is complaining about the length of time and everything. But they don't know how to drink spiritually and refresh themselves in those moments. You know, while I'm sitting here listening to you each night, uh, I'm, I'm receiving and I'm refreshing myself. So when we're done, like, I'm not feeling tired at all. No, no. You know, I'm, I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling, and I didn't always, I didn't always feel that way. So if we're going to operate in true hunger on the levels that God wants us, and we're going to be filled because of that hunger, we have to grow spiritually where we learn how to mm -hmm. feed. In other words, instead of just coming against it, like I just ain't going there because it's too long. How about asking some questions? See, true hunger and true humility will say, how can I do that? Right. Like, how can I do what you do? Because it just doesn't seem to be working for me. Right. And instead of saying, oh, that's just crazy stuff, you know, <laughs> and they'll say, teach me. Teach me, yeah. But see, that's hunger and humility. That's hunger and humility. And yeah. that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and people that are hungry and, and have humility, are, oh, I find they always ask questions. Yes, yeah. Because they want. Yes. They, they want. Yeah. yeah, I love questions. Yeah. I love I don't people mind, asking. I don't mind questions. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. I, it shows me a hunger. I love watching people. It's like, how do you do this? What does this mean to you? You know, and uh, people don't ask enough. They don't, they, they're not hungry enough to hang around. They're not seeing something. You know, the other day, this really stuck out to me. Uh, the other day, Buddy and I were, were sitting right here doing the broadcast. And uh, it was on Friday. And I w we were in the middle of talking about uh, hope. And right in the middle of that, I, I had a vision, and I saw, I, and I felt the gift of faith come on me mm -hmm. for a financial breakthrough, and I had a word on that. So much so it completely interrupted what we were talking about, but I saw it. So in the middle of that, Buddy was sitting right there, and after the broadcast was over, he went, when you started talking about that, uh, and I've been meaning to tell this to him privately, but now I'm telling the world and him too. And, uh, but he, he said, when you started talking about that, he said, I felt the anointing surge through me. Now, he didn't have the vision, and he didn't have the, the gift of faith necessarily uh, start with himself. It started here. But while I'm sitting here, that anointing starts to flow. He said, I felt the anointing in my hand. Like I, my whole hand started to get hot. And he felt that financial anointing come on him. Wow. And I went, and see, now why is he sitting here? Because he's being paid? No. He's volunteering. He's sitting here because he's hungry. Why is he in North Carolina? Because he's hungry. Right. But he's experiencing an impartation and, and a practical example of how the anointing flows. You can't pay for that. No. You can't buy that. What happened in that one moment is, is a spiritual nugget that will help him understand how to flow in the spirit. Like it won't happen for most people. But why did it happen for him? Because he's here. 
because he was hungry. Mm -hmm. Because he and his wife said, we don't know what we're going to do. We don't have it. But we know you've told us to get to a place that's on fire. We're going to pick ourselves up and move to a state that we've, we've not ever lived in. We're going to plant ourselves in this church and we're going to give ourselves to it. And now he's receiving stuff you can't pay no, for. you can't pay for. You can't pay for no. it. No. And, and, priceless, yeah. and he doesn't even know everything that's happening right now. And I don't know everything that's right. happening. I just know how it works. Yeah. But yeah. spiritually, that, that's a part of spiritual growth. So here he is now operating and participating with the anointing of God that breaks every yoke. And he's sensing it and he's feeling it. And, and yeah, he might not have that all worked out in his head yet and all worked out. Uh, but he's, he, it's, he's experiencing it. Not just talking about it, right. not just seeing it from afar. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he's hungry, because he's prioritized yeah. things. Yeah. And he'll continue to, right. and he'll continue to grow, and so will everybody else that makes the decision to do it. Well, you know, one of the things, as we've been saying, hunger is such an action. You know, and, and, and it blessed me, you know, what you said about Buddy, because I can see the future. Yeah. Meaning, from experience, yeah, I I, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> Amen. I, I remember when I was when I was I was not, I was nineteen years old when I went to Bible school, and I remember the first year I had to get a full time job, and then but I, as I was there I got so hungry, and I started seeing the moving of the Spirit of God how how uh, my mentor Dr. Kennedy Hagen how God used him and how the Lord appeared to yeah. him and all the incredible things that are happening. And then he had this thing called the healing school and about all the miracles. So, you know, I was so hungry for God. I, I, I didn't even go home for the summer. So for my second year, I, I, at my job, I said, I can't work full time anymore. I want to go part time, which, you know, that's a cut and pay. Yeah. And I'm a Bible school student and I'm, you, you know, you, you, you're not even making it anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, um, and, and I went every single day. I went to school, and then right after school, I'd go to the what they called a prayer and healing center where they pray. Yeah. They pray for an hour, and then they, uh, Brother Hagen would come in and, and teach on healing. Yeah. And I've seen, matter of fact, how God uses us today when it broke out with um, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, I knew it was God because I seen it with Brother Hagen yeah. in the prayer, the healing center. Yeah. Yeah. And so. But you know what? I did all that. And then afterwards, I, I, I volunteered. I volunteered after I graduated <laughs> Bible school. I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. So I volunteered. Yeah. And I worked at the Prairie and Healing Center. I went there every single day for three years. And yet, whew, I feel yeah. like this even right That's now. why. And, uh, that's why. And so now, I mean, that's why, you, that, that's, that's why you said, you know, what you said, how, that <laughs> you might have to fill in, but... Uh, if people, you know, and here's the thing, if people would just listen, we could teach people. Yeah. You know, we could teach people. I mean, you as a pastor, you, you, could, you could teach people how to be full of God and, 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 and to be blessed financially and to, yeah. <laughs> to walk in divine healing. They just got to get them, they just, just listen and, yeah. and, and do what's said. Yeah. It, it, it's, and you don't, it's not some, you don't have to have some, it's not some spiritual revelation that you have to have. You just, just listen and apply yeah. and do. By this point, I, you know, I, I, I can't say that this is every church in America. It's not. But I can say it about this, this church. 
we have figured out some things spiritually that work. We oh, yeah. figured out some things. And the truth of the matter is, if there's people that'll just listen, you know, whereas, you know, maybe Nicole and I, it took us years because it was so hard to find somebody who was living it. Yeah. So we just hungered in the Word and studied in the Word. But we figured out some stuff. And what we found is we know. Yeah. This is it's not a question for us. It's not a question for you. If you would just listen and do what we're telling you that's in this Word, you'll just snap right through all of these places, and you'll go to the places of divine healing, divine, divine prosperity. You'll move into the places where you start winning every battle. Every you, battle. you don't lose because you'll learn to take Jesus by the hand, and thanks be unto God who's right. always leading us to triumph right, right. in Christ. Always. And so it's not that it's not out there. It's a matter of hunger on our parts right. to grab a hold of the things of God, the people of God, and then let that hunger drive us to the obedience of what He's leading us to do. Yeah. And that always leads to the blessing. Always. And the blessings will always. start to pile up. I mean, they'll start to overflow <laughs> in our lives. And it's just awesome. Yeah. It's just awesome. I know you have that too. It's like, oh, yeah. if, you, if you could just say, if you'll just do this, it'll work. But people, they're like, you know, from a lack of right. hunger, right. it's like they don't really want to ask. Right. They don't want to know. And well, you know, it, it, it goes back to what I said the other night. You know, um, I, can, I, can, I can tell you of ministers who have pastored a church, like John Alexander Dowie, for example. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he pastored a church over 5,000 over 5, people for 19 years and never buried a church member because he got them all healed. There's a reason. Yes. You know, Dr. Yes. Dr. Kenneth E. Hagan, he... Um, Pastored the church for twelve years, yeah, and never got and never buried a church member because he got them all healed. Yeah, there's a reason. Yes. So when people when people have insight when they have revelation in an area, yeah, I mean that's that that's why the Bible the Bible says the Bible says two things. The Bible says take heed what you hear. Yes. And the Bible says take heed how you hear. Yes. And if people would just take heed what they hear and how they hear, yeah, just that would. Cause them to walk in victory. Hallelujah. Cause them to walk in, yeah. in, in the yeah. supernatural. Cause them to walk in miracles. Yeah. But it, it, it's all, you got, you got to hear right. And you know yeah. what? And, and I, I tell people all the time, when you come to a meeting, come, come, come so hungry and thirsty and come like you're going to hear the, you're going to hear for the, what you're going to hear the first time. This is the first time you're ever yes. hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, right. Yeah. And so, you know, what's so amazing is that, is that hunger just walked in the door. I know. I <laughs> Your pastor. My pastor drove five hours, you know. Because of hunger. Because of hunger. And he'll be filled. Yeah. I'd like to think it was because of me, but it's not. Because, <laughs> it's because of hunger. Because he, he'll be filled. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I, I know. And here's the thing so precious about the anointing. Is even though it's right here right now. Yeah. And I, I've literally been doing everything I can just to. Hold on right now. Yeah. It makes some sense because it's really strong. I know. But the, here's what's so great about it. There's no distance in the spirit. Yeah. There's no distance yeah. in the spirit. And, yeah. and those of those that are watching, I mean, I, I, I know that they are experienced. They, yeah. There's something different. See, the anointing, I mean, you can, I can flip through TV. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you can see the anointing. Yeah. I remember one time I flipped through a t the TV and I, I and I see this comedian on TV, 
And you know what? The thing was, was is he actually even said some not good words. Yeah. But the reason I stopped and watched for a few minutes is because I saw the anointing on him. Yeah. Now people think, well, that's just, well, how can that be? Well, to come to, come to find out, he was a backslidden, yep. Pentecostal, yeah. tongue-talking pastor. And he died. But you know what? I found out, thank God he, he got things right. Praise Before God. he died. But my whole point on that is, it's just if with the anointing, I can, you can see it. Yeah. You can, you can see the anointing of God. Yeah. And you could feel that. See, that, that's got to be everything. And that's why hunger is so important when it comes to the anointing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hunger is so important when it comes to the, to the anointing of God. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the very, it's, hunger is what causes, and we can see it through Scripture. Hunger and faith is what causes the anointing of God to be released into your body and to be made whole. Because yeah. the reality is this, all things are possible. Yes, yeah. All things are, I don't care how, yeah. I don't care what, what the, the sentence that the doctor's given you. Yeah. I don't care that he's told you that you just have a week to live. Yeah. All things are possible. But you got to get to the right place. And you know, one of the things I appreciate about you and is is and, and about your church here is first off your passion and, and and your hunger for the for the Lord is off the charts, which is phenomenal. Amen. But you you cultivate you you create the atmosphere in the church. I mean, this this is definitely a house. The Boomerang Church is definitely a church that's more concerned about the Holy Ghost being present yeah. than people being present. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Amen. And I appreciate that. I, yeah. If we can just get, you know, just think if we got every church like that. Yes. Yeah. And I can think of some of my friends, you know, that their church is like that. Yeah. Around the country. Yeah. But it all stems to how they are. Yeah. Well, it's the anointing that the gates of hell doesn't prevail against. Right. It's that anointing. It's it's. The anointing, the anointed one and his anointing. You know, you are the Christ. Yeah. You are the anointed one and his anointing. And upon this rock, you know, I will build I'll my build church it. and the gates, gates of hell, hell will not, not prevail. prevail against it. Matthew 16. And so we need the anointing. We've got to have right. it. And um, one of the things that I really appreciate what you said the first day, you said, you know, this, this house is not built for people. It's not to house people, it's built to house the Holy Spirit. Right. And when we get that, everything changes. And that becomes then a house where God can heal his people, where yeah. God can empower his people. Uh, and as a church, I need to be more, con as a pastor and as a church, we need to be more concerned with that than we are trying to fill seats. Mm -hmm. um, if we'll carry the anointing, the seats will eventually fill. Uh, but we want to cultivate a hungry people and a people that know the things of the Spirit and have, don't have spiritual ignorance, but they have spiritual knowledge of how to flow in the fullness of that anointing, like it says in Ephesians mm -hmm. 1. You yeah. know, uh, there's an administration of the fullness. We mm -hmm. know how to administer that, of the fullness of God. And uh, so one of the things that I've seen is this. He says in 1 Samuel 2, 30, God says, those that honor me, I will honor, honor yeah. those that honor me. I, I will honor. honor, and so one of the things, if I have you ever seen it, 
kind of wrapping up and moving to the end of this. Oh, my goodness, we're way past well, we, <laughs> But it was fun. <laughs> and it was the Lord. It's going fast. Yeah, Jeez. I know. It has. So um, one of the things that's so very important is uh, if you have you ever been like where you just were craving something? You're craving, you know, milk, you're craving cheese, you're craving, and it's because your body's craving calcium. You know, your body will start to talk to you about the things that it's craving and that it needs. Um, when we see, when we start to hunger after God, what we're saying is, God, I need you. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that I need you more than I need anything else. And so I'm going to, on purpose, hunger after you because I know no matter how I feel, no matter how I see, that I should be hunger, hungry for you because you have my solutions. You have the answer that I need. Right. So I'm going to honor you mm -hmm. by being hungry for you. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't feel like being hungry right. for you, I'm going to honor you. And God says, oh, they're honoring they're me. me. Yeah. Pour it out. Boom. Pour it out. Yep. And that's how people move into the places yep of just being filled with the presence yeah. of God is because they're saying, you have what I need. Lord, you have what we need. Yeah. Jesus, you have what we need. Holy Ghost, you have what we need. Mm -hmm. And I hunger for you. I hunger for your presence. I hunger for your solutions in my life. And what we're saying is, I honor you because I recognize who you are yeah. and what you mean to me. 100%, yeah, yeah, exactly. He says, I'll honor you. I'll honor and you. I, I always say this about that verse is, you know, when he honors us, it's not a fair trade. It's not, is no. it? <laughs> we'll, we'll give oh, no. everything we have, and it'll just be like a thimbleful, yeah. and he'll pour out the bucket, yeah. you know. The honor's not the same. No. Yeah, the favor, <laughs> the honor is not the same. No, and, yeah. And, and get ready for a lot of people to get jealous. Yes, exactly. Is that, they, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. No, favor is... <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. That's, that's we could so go true. for a while. We, we, we could go for a while. I, I, yeah, we could go for a while. I know. The Lord is so, I mean, I'm we're, shocked that we've gone this long. We'll disconnect here. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, but before we go, listen, everything that people are giving uh, this week is going to go to the ministry of Dr. Richard and Rhonda. And uh, so right now you can, uh, in the Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate and the amount if you'd like to sow into their ministry. Or you can go to givebc.org and everything that comes in we're going to give. But here's what I want you to see. You know, tied to hunger as far as finances go. If we're actually hungry for supernatural finances then hunger is going to say, Lord, I need to sow because I'm hungry for a breakthrough. Yeah. I'm hungry to break through in my finances. It works the same way as the anointing. You know, if I want more anointing, then I sow myself into the anointing. If I need more finances and desire and abundance to do every good work, then I sow into that. Mm -hmm. And so you're talking about a man that's gone around the world and carried the fire and the anointing of God. And he's had supernatural breakthrough. Just last night he was telling the testimony of, you know, $100,000 uh, breakthrough because of seed. And then a second one a few months later, as you sow into that, what you're doing is you're saying, I'm hungry for the things of God. And so if you'd like to, you don't have to. It's not, it's not a pressure thing. It's a hunger thing. Mm -hmm. It's a hunger thing. It really is. Yeah. It's a hunger thing. It's a hunger thing. thing. Yeah. Lord, I see you. I need you. I've got to have you. And I don't just need you in my health. I need yeah. you in my finances. 
I oh, need yeah. you in my life. It's amazing what, 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 when people begin to get a hold of just giving. Yeah. I mean, just like going back to a moment ago, when I was so just in his presence that what I was trying to say is favor is not fair. Yeah. And the natural. Yeah. The blessings, the blessings of God will literally come and overtake you. Yeah, they'll, will. they'll run you down. Yes. <laughs> but the world says hoard. Yeah. The world says save. God says give. God yeah. says release. Yeah. Wow. What an awesome day. Amen. It's been awesome. <laughs> Listen, we love you. Uh, for everybody that has given today, there were some that gave even before this moment. Father, we just praise God for every seed that's sown, whether it be right now live or later on in the archives. Father, let it be blessed. Yes. In Jesus', Jesus name, name, pressed down, shaken together, right running over. over. Let it be multiplied exponentially in their lives. In Jesus', Jesus name. name. Amen. 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 Glory Amen. to God. Share the broadcast. If you haven't done it already, we're going to pass it to Barrett and wrap up for today. She's going to tell you, look, if you can get here tonight, 630. Come. Come. Come on. 630 tonight at Boomerang. Get here in Jesus', Jesus name. name. Here's Barrett. We'll see you tomorrow at Lunch Plus, and we'll see you tonight at Boomerang at 630. Barrett. Amen. Amen. We are so happy that you were with us today. Thank you for joining us on today's broadcast. Just like Pastor and Dr. Richard said, we will be back tomorrow live at 11.30 a.m. So set your reminders in your calendar, set an alarm on your phone, make plans to be here because we have an awesome episode in store for you tomorrow. It's Wednesday, which as you know, if you are a longtime viewer, it's Bible Trivia Day where you can win free money on us just because we love you and you're so smart in the word. So do that tomorrow. Be here with us and we're going to have a top 10. I missed you last week with top 10. So I'm excited to talk about the hard hitting facts, the things that are most important, the best cookies of all time. That's what we're talking about. Those are the important things, <laughs> the important things. We're going to be back tomorrow. But just like Pastor Brian and Dr. Richard also said, if you are able to be here tonight, you do not want to miss it. The Lord is so good. His anointing has been so tangible and we want you to be a part of what God is doing. If you are physically able to get here, get here. Boomerang Church, 28594 NC73, Albemarle, North Carolina. You can Google us and find us. We're the only Boomerang Church you're gonna find in North Carolina or America. <laughs> We're not hard to find, but we want you here with us. 6.30, we're going to kick off tonight. But if you can't be here, we will be online, and you can join us tomorrow at 11.30. <laughs> I had to think about it. We love you. Be blessed, and we'll see you later. Have a good day.